XFL and the USFL are now merging with this merger and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, this could actually bring some money, maybe not next year. If you do have the opportunity, bend a little bit on your quote unquote criteria, yeah. knowing that the long-term story of that property is going to be success. Welcome to the Cashflow Bro Podcast. Yeah. We made some predictions and I got huge... <laughs> backlash of all the Swifty fans that listen to us, you know. That's okay. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the predictions about Travis, oh, yeah. Kelsey, and uh, her breaking up this year. That's a strong cohort. You don't want to mess with that. Swifties. You do not mess with that. My dude. mom reached out, though. For real? And she believes me. She's like, I agree. I mean, I think there's 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 <laughs> well people inside know deep down. Yeah. And, probably. And, I mean, you know, you look at the track record. Yep. Tracker, but I don't also, know his track record, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's also something he said when like something starts so hot and so yeah. like like yeah. like uh, just so public and so anyway. Yeah, I but agree. I thought it was hilarious. My mom reached out and she's like, "I agree with you, son." I was like, "Thanks for listening to the podcast, yeah. mom." <laughs> That's another one. That's another, another one. listener. All right. Yeah. So uh, we're talking off offline. Tell us about your week, dude. It was insane. All right. So <laughs> last week. We uh, moved into a rental house, and right away off the bat, there were a couple things that were not working. Um, none of them were like a big deal, but when you've got a family the size of mine, we need everything working. And yeah, when it's not, it causes a lot of problems. Uh, the laundry machine ended up being broken. The uh, HVAC in the kind of like garage apartment was not working. Um, and a couple other things that we had to figure out, the garbage disposal had to be replaced. So, and what he's not saying is his landlord is in this room. Well, it's not me. <laughs> it's not the, it's not the landlord's fault. Hey, the landlord was over there the next the, morning. Yeah, I will yeah. say, yes, I, absolutely. I'll tell you. And I, I forgot to wear my belt. When I came over, and I definitely was like, I've got plumber's crack right now. This is like, this is perfect as I'm under this like thing. Meanwhile, Hazel came with me, and she's like trying to sit on my chest and like, uh, like, oh hey, look at me. I'll give you five stars on rate my landlord. Yes, God, that's what I need. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It wasn't your fault. Just happenstance of like when it rains, it pours. Yeah, it's just crazy because it's like I've never had any problems with the mini split. Never had any problems with that. Never had any problems with the disposal, but I go over there to fix the disposal, get it working, and then water's pouring out the bottom. Golly. And it's like, yeah, how does this happen at at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Now well, your rental is like a nicer area, nicer rental. So I probably yeah. would keep that like, you know, disposal. disposal, but that's like one of the things that you do, you do not, not want. In your I rental. literally said when I when I went <laughs> home to Cali. Yeah. When I went home to Cali, I was like, Cali, the disposal's messed up. Oh my God. And I said, that is why you don't have disposals because people yeah. will chunk anything down there yeah, yeah. and think that it just disappears into the into the abyss. They don't care. That's no. so funny. So okay, so a bunch of stuff happened when you just moved into the rental. Yeah. A bunch of stuff happened. And then So then else? Friday we had uh Tornado threats, supposedly. There was a big scare here about oh, that's right, yeah. canceling school, which uh, for us is a really big deal because we have five kids and the oldest is seven. So they're all home now unexpectedly. And uh, the, you know, the manpower that it takes to keep them all fed and happy is uh, 
increased when they're when they're all there. Obviously, you were going to bring in the U.S. Coast Guard. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> calling calling the reserves. <laughs> so that was Friday. Saturday was a good day. We went to uh, a couple, three basketball games back to back. That was that was a good day. Sunday, we were in church. Not even the service hadn't even started, and got a text from our nanny who was driving our car that she had hit a deer on the interstate. Man. Um, oh, I didn't know it was on the interstate, so she was hauling. Yes, interstate no, speed, man. hit a God, deer. So, How's the deer? Uh, the deer <laughs> did not – he had a worse week than I did. Yeah, he did. He's, he's in the freezer right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so we, we had just dropped all the kids in Sunday school, went right back, picked them up, got in the car, uh, went to pick her up, got the – uh, the car towed and, uh, you know, a couple hundred bucks on the towing. And then we're, the word's still out on the cost of, uh, fixing the deer damage to the car. Yeah. We'll see how that is. Um, and then Monday was, uh, MLK day, which, you know, it's a great, it's great holiday to celebrate. Everybody wants some holidays. Yeah, <laughs> just not when they're surrounded by terrible weather and poor kids. Yeah, but yeah, it was it was terrible weather. And again, that's another day that we're all all in the house and we can't go outside, um, really because it's freezing. Yeah. So all all of us are trapped in the house. And then uh, let's see, Tuesday. Um, also, I'm I'm getting our old house ready to sell, so I'm trashing out all of our old stuff. Yeah. Trying to get it ready to paint during this whole process. Uh, and all the kids are home Tuesday. School's canceled due to weather. cold weather. Yeah. Um, it's it chilly here in the South. We just cancel the weather. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Literally school. it's below 40. Cancel it. All yeah. the Shut parents, it down. Yeah. It was like in my house. So it happened Tuesday and then again on Wednesday yes. for most schools. Yeah. And when Amy got that text on Wednesday, she was like, no. <laughs> yep, me too. It's not fun. No, I don't think. I think that was in most parents. They were like, "Oh, come on!" So the kids had basically a yes. five day vacation. Well, yeah, yeah, five. Yeah, five days. Yeah, they were loving it. So, <sighs> no six. Yeah, because we just six. went back yesterday for the first time. Yeah. Oh no, it was six days. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Friday, Friday through yeah, yeah Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, me and Amy were like, this, this is like a whole nother fall break. It's longer Pretty than much. our fall break. Yeah. They're just coming off a of Christmas break. Yeah. We want all of our listeners to know, though, that we, we love do our love our children. Yeah. When they're in school. When they're in school. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And as entrepreneurs, like if if they're uh, at home, then when the backups are needed, that's usually us. Yeah. So uh, yeah. It's, it's hard to get away, too. And, and yeah. like, unlike the nine to five, you know, when. And nothing against nine to five folks because they're very important. But like when school gets shut down, a lot of those places get shut down also. Yeah, yeah. you know, and they might not be getting paid for it. So I mean that that part sucks. But like we're expected to still get contracts together, go check yeah. out properties. Do oh, yeah. I mean maybe not fix, check out properties? Fix garbage disposals. Fix garbage disposals <laughs> at eight in the morning. No, it doesn't twenty stop. degrees outside. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And it's just it's more difficult when you have family members that are yay high, you know, is about three feet high for anybody not not watching us, but it's hard. Yeah. yeah. I actually text Bart, um, you know, because where we shoot this podcast, there's like potentially an office. And I was like thinking about the summer after this six-day stint. And I was like, 
hey, you think you, you want to maybe rent it out? <laughs> I was like, I may need a place to park for the summer. Yeah. Because, uh, so, so then you said, so it doesn't stop there. You had a, you had another yeah. car issue. So, yeah. And then we had Amy's car that she drives. It fits our whole family, um, an Expedition Max. And we got it about a year ago and, uh, had that looked at. And they said, you've got a, the transmission is starting to go out. It'll be $7,500 to replace it. Uh, you want us to start it? And I was like, no, we're, we're not going to do that right now. <laughs> no. This car has already had hail damage. It's already had blowouts yeah, in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, yeah. This car's had a lot of problems yeah. already. Uh, a lot of problems. So You just get the Sprinter van, man. Just that's, go ahead and do it. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the plan. Okay. Wow. Yeah, within this year, we'll probably get a Sprinter van. Well, if it's Callie awesome. wants to keep having right kids like she's talking about, then we might have to... Oh, she's I told her, I told her, I was like, if you she's want to keep hooked. having kids, we're going to have to get a minivan. And that's like her nightmare oh, is man. having Maybe a minivan. That too. We, hmm. And she was, we looked at it when we got this car. We looked at getting a minivan. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I think she'll come around. Yeah. Well, hopefully <laughs> we just stop having kids. Every time I open the doors, we have an SUV. The doors you open and you're trying to finagle a kid out. And I think about those minivan doors. Just, just yeah, those are nice. I'm like, golly, it, it probably would have been better. We rented one. That is nice when it just hit the button and it just opens up. They file out. pull your kid out. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Mm-hmm. but So one thing that I noticed, I thought about all of this drama, which I'm so sorry that you've had a Well, there's week. more. There's it's more. still going. No, yeah. Okay, God. so continue. Well, so Wednesday canceled again. Kind of same deal. Uh, and then Thursday, Amy went to Tampa for just like one day, had, uh, a lot of meetings kind of back to back. And I talked to her this morning and she's like deathly sick, like yeah. very, um, in a different state, in a different state by herself, still had two meetings this morning that she went to and just kind of toughed it out. Right. Um, and so that's where we're at on on this week, that kind of caps that brings us up to here on <laughs> the challenges of this week. I was, I was, because that is a lot. I mean, when it rains, it pours, and usually mm-hmm. it's like two or three. That's like eight hits. Yeah. yeah. What I thought about though, Rob, was like um, the resilience you've built up over the years of being an investor. Mm-hmm. Like, because you know, I mean, when you have a certain amount of properties, it's it's almost at some point something is happening once every other week. Yep. Or at least a month, right. you know, and it that took me a little while when I when I grew my portfolio to a number over more than one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, this is just really tough. I feel like every month I'm I'm writing a big old check. Yeah, and I talked to you about it, and you're like, get used to it because that's pretty much what happens. Then yeah. it's like, and they cover each other, and you end up having the amount of cash to fix those things. But like, it was almost pretty much once a month you know, if not every other month where it was like, here goes six grand on mm-hmm. some kind of issue. Yep. Um, that wasn't unexpected once you start to have a certain amount of properties. So and it's crazy when people start to try and get into the investor world, you know, they watch all these YouTube videos, yep. like not us, cause we're telling you how it is, but you know, there's some out there. <laughs> I watch my own YouTube yeah. videos. What are you talking well, about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, me too, but we tell it how it is. And there's some of them that are like, yeah, just go buy a bunch of property and you'll never have problems. And everything's good. And this property cash flow in a thousand dollars. This property cash flow in a thousand dollars. I'm retired. I'm in the Maldives hanging out. I've only got 14 properties and I don't have to worry about anything. And it's like, yikes, man. Uh, uh, that's not, that's not how it is. No, uh, no. But we know that. Yeah. And it's crazy just how many 
people think they can just hop into this game and it's just like easy, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's just not. It's a resilience game. Yeah. I actually had a, um, I don't think they will be a client, but I had someone call um, from overseas, reach out to me and they're like, hey, we're, we're looking to network with local agents and, um, and their expectations on buying a property to flip was 30% gains. And I was like, unless you have some really super duper off market machine and you got like local crews that are super cheap, I was like, you're not hitting 30%. No. And I basically ran down all the reasons why. And that lady was like shocked. You know, I was like, do you have other investments? Have you done this before? And she's like, no, I'm new, new. And I'm like, okay, let me give you the rundown. And I was like, you're probably going to get 10 to 15% if you're lucky. Yeah. And this is how you flip. This is how you find stuff. If you want to find stuff off market, all that. And she was like, no one else has told me that. She probably paid for a mastermind class too that told her, yeah, you can make 30 well, plus percent. She had called like 10 other realtors in town. And she's like, no one's telling me that. And I'm like, well, they're, they also probably don't own investment properties. And yeah. They've never flipped a property. They're just regular That's realtors. Why. And I've noticed this too with a lot of realtors that I've uh, dealt with lately, like the regular, you know, the standard residential, yeah. you know, A class kind of properties. They're like, yeah, I got an investor call me. And, and they're like so excited now that these investors are reaching out that they've never done before. Yeah. And so they're kind of learning and I, they don't have their own properties. They're excited about it because it's like repeat business yeah. in, in their minds, but they don't really have an idea of like what it takes to actually make it happen. Yeah. You know, um, it's a good well, it's, time. It's pretty different. It's completely different. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think over the years of doing this, you figure out exactly how different it has to be for it to work for mm -hmm. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all parties included. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I did want to mention an episode last week, or yeah, I posted last week. I don't know when this one will post and all that. But anyway, sat down with a commercial lender from um, River Trust, Jack Hutchinson. And I think it's a fantastic episode for a lot of our oh, um, listeners yeah. to listen to. It's it's a little bit on the longer side, but we break we break down <clears throat> local banking, commercial banking, Excuse me. And one thing that I thought was interesting, because I was like, most of the time when out-of-state investors are like, try to work with local banks, it gets shut down. And he gave a pathway to oh. have a successful relationship with the local bank. That's good. And um, I think, I'm not going to spill the beans. <laughs> yeah, you got to go listen to you it. You got to listen to that episode. But yeah. it, but there is a pathway, but it's not easy. It, it takes time and it takes, you know, effort on that out-of-state investor but there's a way to do it that's good um so all of this like we can't ever work with a local bank it's just it's all about it comes down to relationships yeah. and deposit and all that you, you got to be willing but, to come down here yeah and make those relationships and a lot of times oh, people yeah. aren't willing to do that yeah and if you're not willing to do that that's fine but you need to have your financing squared away not locally yeah if you're so, going to take that route i think it's a great episode to listen to especially oh, yeah. for out-of-state investors looking to buy here i'll listen to it yeah, <laughs> I'll go listen to it. You'll be you'll be one of the we we put it on uh, we put it on in uh, anytime I'm taking Hazel to daycare we put it on Cashflow Bros like driving there. <laughs> First off, I'm trying to bump up our our views yeah know, and listens, yeah, which I appreciate. But you know, you know the the thumbnail is is the three of us yeah. standing there. And every morning when we put it on, she's like, oh, dad, 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 that's you. That's cute. Who, who that? Who that? And I'm like, that's Rob and Todd. And then we'll start listening to it. And now she's listening to y'all enough that she can distinguish. 
Oh, like yeah. who's who just based off of the voice. That's cute. I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> so, awesome. is that Todd? Is that Todd? Is that Rob? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. My brother's uh, nephew. My nephews uh, have seen it a few times. They think I'm famous, you know. Because oh, yeah. if it's on YouTube to them, this kid generation, man, I mean, famous. I'm pretty much right up there with you know, um, the, what is the Mr. Beast? The Mr. Mr. Beast or <laughs> Golly, what is it? The, the kids? The, no, it's not Blippy. It's the guys that are really loud and do the challenges. Oh, I thought that was Mr. Beast. No, he they do. Uh, oh, I'll Lord. think of it I'm anyway. Behind. They're they're pretty big, but um, they just they they to me are like the just the Barney of this generation. Just super, just like in your face, and you're just like, be quiet. But <laughs> they they make a lot. of They money. don't want that. They make a lot of money on the YouTube. So I'm I'm up yeah. there with if you're Good on you. YouTube. You made it, man. A hundred views, <laughs> yeah. you're good, dude. How old are they? Uh, they're like uh, nine and uh, six. Oh, yeah. So, Prime time, so they dude. don't know the difference. Yeah, I do put it on for my kids. <clears throat> what do they think? They just think, the there's dad. Thing. Yeah. No, same thing. They're like, they're like, oh, you're on YouTube? Like, they're like, yes, kids. <laughs> yes. Now do what I say. Do what I say. or Yeah. I think I'm going to put it on tonight. Just while we're hanging out, I'm just going to put it on YouTube. Yeah. Smart move. Watch it. Right along Smart with move. Start their education early. Yeah. They need to learn. It's a good way. They need to learn. So you made a bunch of predictions, Rob, for, you know, which I thought there was a lot of insight in that. And I also appreciated that you brought the 2023 predictions and then oh, like yeah. kind of referenced them. Oh, yeah. Um, I, w- I did have a question. So, you know, as you're kind of going through that, Mm-hmm. How much of it is instinct and how much of it is like data driven? Uh, I would say it's a lot of, I'd say it's maybe half and half. Really? Like, or maybe it probably leans a little more towards instinct. Really? Yeah. I figured for you it would be data. No, I really, I mean, I, I look at data and trends to a degree, but I, I mean, the data. I think getting a really good grip on reality right now. And then also just thinking about like for like, what's an example? I don't even, I, so much has happened. I can't even remember. <laughs> I can't remember, you can't even predictions. remember predictions. what they were. That's okay. <clears throat> Give me uh what was one of them? Just an example of one. For 2023? Or for 2024. Well, besides Travis Kelsey, because that's the ones that sticks in my mind. Yeah, that was a good one. The most. Uh, Something about rates. Uh, The rates were uh, 66% chance, I think, that the rates were coming down in the next quarter, I believe. Yeah. Well, I mean, that one one is just – that is data. Yeah. Fed probability tracker tool. But I think you even went further out in the year, and the data was – you know, thirty yeah. percent chance, but you still felt like it was going to happen. Yeah, let's see. I can pull up the. Uh, I can pull these predictions up real quick. Yeah, because I w- I was just curious because you know I think some of what we do, you hear about analysis paralysis, you hear about the, but you still need to underwrite. Yeah, you yeah. know if it's a yeah. good deal or not. Yeah, but then there's an instinct part of it that you have to be take your intuition and your previous knowledge and your, your level of risk management and make decisions in the space. And so that's kind of why I was curious is like, 
data can kind of be pushed and pulled. Yeah. Oh yeah. To to say what you want it to say ultimately. No sometimes. doubt. Yeah. I I think I had stocks up, but less than twelve percent. Um, and then existing home sales will top five million by year end on like a twelve month basis. Mm-hmm. And um, those are both a, a lot of just. I mean, the stocks one, I used to do that for a living. And so I, you know, know a fair amount about uh, patterns with stock prices and um, just historical data that's been lodged in my head for years on just how stocks tend to work, election right. years, and uh, certain rate cycles. And when you have a huge up year, what tends to happen after right. that? Um so that kind of all informs that some of its patterns that have, I guess you would maybe call it instinct, but it's stuff that I've patterns that I've noticed over time. Right. Existing home sales will top 5 million by year end. I think the justification was just that, uh, they, there's been so much, everyone talks about like the pinup demand, like for the last two years, people have been wanting to make a move all the people who wanted to make a move, which is one in seven people in any given year, uh, have, there's been a major disincentive to do that. And so that disincentive is starting to go away. Uh, and so I think there's a fair chance that we get a, a solid bump and have like a really strong year in terms of volume of sales. We had a really big drop last year. Uh, so I don't know if we'll hit, we we got below 4 million on a 12 month trailing basis. Um, so I don't know if we'll, if we'll hit that 5 million. I do think we'll be way higher than this year, but that was my, that's my prediction. And then, um, the Biden one, I think it's just, if you look at it, that was the bombshell. (laughs) That was literally the bombshell. Yeah. I guess I didn't say it exactly what I meant. (laughs) I just the way I said the reason I said it that way is because there's so many different things that could prevent him. Age is probably the primary one, mm-hmm. and approval uh, ratings. Um, I mean, Trump's. I don't really watch. I haven't watched the news at all in the last two weeks, but I think Trump is pretty far ahead in the polls. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if. I didn't say Trump was going to win. I just there's other people that you know may step in for yeah. Biden. I think age de- and deterioration and uh, it's not in his favor. That's for there's sure. a lot of things not in his favor. So you know if you stack them up and you say these are the two running right now, uh, the leading candidates for their parties, Trump and Biden. And to me, I just there's a lot of ways that it could not go Biden's way. Yeah. Yeah. We just want everybody to know it's 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 more of <clears throat> election process. There's no assassination. Yeah, that's that's or, the main one. No, nothing like that's happening. He ain't gonna make it through this year. <laughs> what do you like, mean? Like, uh, yeah, I guess I, you got you got you know something yeah, we don't know. Yeah, I just didn't didn't phrase it right. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's like you know that's like a one in a million. That's not going to happen. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of other things that could. Yeah. I think it's interesting in the sense of, and, you know, this is more of a just general thought, is it's been a very unique season for 
people to be presidents. Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah, I wouldn't seriously. want that job. <clears throat> I mean, not even just COVID. I feel like even before Trump, like there's just been a lot of really dissent and lots of different political dynamics and just very tough time, I think, to bring America together as a whole and in just tough natural things that have happened politically, like, you know, um, the exit from Afghanistan. I was listening to a podcast about that and just kind of a different perspective of how complicated that was. I mean, it's just a lot of really, really tough things. So all that to say is I have a lot of empathy for anyone who puts yeah. themselves in that position. You're not going to um, win when you, you get when you get that position. It doesn't matter who you are. It's, yeah, yeah. There's, there's 50% of the country that hates you, Yeah, no matter it's, which side you're unfortunate, on. The um, only way you bring everybody together is something like 9-11 happening, where yeah. it's like everybody's like, I don't care who you are. Somebody attacked us. Let's yeah. get them, boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and hopefully well, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I think but, – Social media. Have you watched uh, that documentary on Netflix? Have either of y'all watched it? Yeah, it was like two year, a year ago, yeah. two years ago, something. What was yeah. the name of it? On social even, media? It yeah. was about uh, how bad it is, and it breaks down crazy it, data points. It for, goes through, yeah, a lot of different reasons it's it was good. Yeah. bad. But one of them is that it is literally designed to create extreme views. Yep. Uh-huh. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because that's what gets clicks. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. And even there. So if you're if you're feeling to the left or yeah. or to the right, they're going to show you more and more mm-hmm. left stuff, and which is going to reinforce yes. you to the left, which is going to reinforce more clicks on even more extreme stuff, which makes them money. Yeah, which yeah, yeah keeps you on the platform and makes them money but i think in the documentary it said cash flow bros is the only non-biased good good <laughs> neutral good watch neutral <laughs> yeah unbiased unbiased fair, neutral. fair neutral wholesome uh, content yeah. out there yeah. we're gonna have to get more divisive i guess to get the clicks well, if that's what it takes and i can honestly say to me most people that are in office like they're most of them are pretty much the same. Like there's not yeah. really a whole lot of difference. Yeah. They're all millionaires. At this point. Yeah. Well, yeah. And there's the way the whole system works is, uh, it's a big shit cre- turn creates that. Yeah. 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 It's been being created for the past 50 there's, years. There's some people the that, it is. yeah, go in and try to change things and they don't, they don't last very long. Nope. They don't so, make it. So <laughs> they don't the people so, who are there are basically the same. Yeah. Redirecting the ship off the politics, which is yeah, super got, fun, we, but we got to get back on. We do. So I want to talk about some Birmingham news that I thought was real exciting, and it came in the form of I was watching one of the NFL games, the playoffs, and the XFL and the USFL are now merging yeah, to I saw the that. I saw that UFL, yeah. the United Football League. Oh, and I think it's more of a spring league. I think yeah. March is going to be start, and yep. which means our Birmingham Stallions, who won last year, are playing the XFL champs, which I can't remember who they are. I didn't even watch one. They're going to the lose. XFL. Yeah, but I thought it was really cool because I was like, number one, I don't remember USFL ever being promoted on no. an NFL network, Mm-mm. like no. ever. No. no. So that was a big like, holy cow! So it means that somewhere in the mix, they have enough money either to buy that or the NFL is behind some support of the... the I, I don't the think US that the NFL. NFL is behind it, you know, because The Rock is the one who created the 
the new league. Oh, UFL? Yeah, so he's okay. the one that created that. And I think the USFL had contracts with Fox, and mm. and the new league has contracts with another TV network, I believe. Okay, gotcha. And so if you've got The Rock behind you, helping push that forward, he knows how to Market it make that stuff. happen. Yeah, so I'm yeah, sure yeah. he went to these guys, because this they're not going to make it on their own. No. As soon as The Rock came out and said he was creating a league, yeah. I was like, oh, there's, so you're going to have two leagues die. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because they're not they're competing in secondary markets. So then for he all just consumed. So both. he just said, "Let yeah. me take all of it." I mean, I and think I'm it's sure smart, and I think it's it. I think it's probably going to actually make it successful. What makes it successful compared to previous things, leagues? Because there's been a lot of them that have popped yeah, up over have. the past forty years. I think is the fact that they have contracts with TV. Yes, with media. Right. I think Fox or I don't know who the other because people are. need to to watch it and and so all that to say is I think you know we've seen some development happen in that north side of town mm-hmm. and to be honest when the stallions that were there I went to one game it wasn't like overpopulated and stuff and I'm like well it started in the beginning but like I still didn't have a lot of hope with this merger and all this kind of stuff I'm like this could actually put be bring some money maybe not next year. But eventually, this could actually become a pretty predominant thing for for football here because there's yeah. so much people. There are so many people that are fans of the game, mm-hmm. yeah, and they want something to do in the spring. Yeah, yeah, and I, I will. I will tell you too. A lot of the reasons that the Birmingham Stallions had people coming here is that they're drafting players that are on Alabama yeah. that didn't yes. make it to the next. Yeah, so yeah, then yeah. you've got, you know, I forgot who it was that they drafted, but people are like, I want to keep watching him. Yeah. They let love me, the let players. me take my kids, go do that so that I can actually go down to the field and meet them. Yeah. You're not going to meet them when they're playing in Alabama because there's everybody's trying to meet yeah. them. If they go to the NFL, you're still not going to meet them because everybody wants them. <laughs> so how you do it? You just, you know, meet <laughs> in the middle. Till, in the they go to stallions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hope it makes it. We've just had a lot of teams that have come and gone through, yeah. through here. Yeah. But we'll I'm rooting see. for it. I I thought it was a positive win, Definitely. and I think it could it could really take off, which helps that. Like I said, if you have healthy economics happening there, healthy mm-hmm. events happening there, it just helps the development of that whole downtown area. Um, yeah, and the houses around it. Completely so, agree. Um, now, do I say go out and buy a bunch of houses tomorrow? Probably not, but yeah. it's it definitely puts it a little more on my radar for the economic development yeah. in that area. I, I agree. We're doing a good job in that area. I think as a city. Yeah, trying to redevelop that, and I think they just started construction on the uh, Caraway. The the yeah the the star. What was it there? Yeah, that's they're calling old development. Caraway. Yeah, yeah. it's called the star now. They yeah. they had knocked it down six months ago or something, and now they're actually got the plans and everything's starting to move forward. Okay, that's, oh, so that's yeah. that's going to be th- that is. Have you seen the pictures for the development of what they're planning? Uh, it's I have. pretty. It's been a while. It's massive. It, it yeah. looks awesome. Like yeah. the mixed use development and what they're trying to do is. What is the what is the end date for that? Do you know? Oof. I mean, it's probably going to be year year two, right? Uh, I think it's I think it's like two years. Yeah, I don't want to say because I actually just looked at the headline of the article. I'm not going to pretend like I <laughs> I, like, I am I'm not the a problem. Deep dive no, I saw a cool looking article. picture and I saw that it was coming and I was like, Sweet. here we go. Yeah, <laughs> details don't know, don't know. Oh man, I I also thought it was interesting. So you did a flip in Bessemer mm-hmm. semi recently. Yep. And then we have a listing actually just right around the corner from that flip. Two blocks over. And it did really well. It got a lot of interest. Now, the property's pretty trash. Needs, it is. So we, they priced it aggressively, and, and I think that's why it got traction as well. But it it was a nice pocket. Oh, and that, that neighborhood is great. I think, yeah, there's some, some areas in Bessemer that 
it's such a like there's really really lows yeah but then you think all the lows is all, all the bessemer when yeah. really there's some really nice pockets that i think i'm gonna start paying attention to there's yeah. um, um right around the corner from that there's a huge lake over there that's closer to your side okay. than where my house was but there's a lake and there's a couple properties that have five or six acres each around this lake yeah i think it, i forgot the name of the lake but um that's a really great just but, but you but you, but you got to carve that neighborhood out because 10 blocks over this way is not somewhere you want to yeah. you want to probably be you know Huge jumps. Yeah. But, and I was over in Fairfield the other day and I found another pocket. So, a couple. I, you know, I think there's pride of ownership and like lots of nice houses and well taken care of yards. So, some of these areas, I, to be honest, you kind of generalize them because of the maybe rougher spots yeah. or the spots that are, you know, not as well kept. And it kind of makes me think like I need to re drive them yeah and kind of find my pockets and maybe start to look for some some gaps of like if a, if a property comes up for sale in this pocket of fairfield this pocket in between sixth street I, yeah, and fourth street i need to buy it yeah so anyway just just kind of a different perspective so it's, it's gonna be a good area i love that house we sold off of uh it was in midfield but it's off of bessemer superhighway mm-hmm. it was right by the school um I can't remember. It was like, I guess the end of last year, okay. but it was, you know, big flat lot, like huge flat corner lot. Yep. Uh, it was like a tri-level, but it was a pretty good size house, had a double garage, I think, mm-hmm. like back deck. Um, and it was in midfield and I think we were selling, it was not in move in ready shape. It needed some no. work, but yeah. uh, that was kind of opened my eyes to that area i hadn't been to that area before and yeah they're out there you just gotta look yeah yeah Yeah. and for for someone who's driven i i wouldn't say insane amount but i've driven a good amount of houses and good amount of area these areas i'm like man i gotta i gotta get out more i gotta keep driving i gotta keep looking and i need to start trying to find these mini pockets of really nice areas so Mm -hmm. another part we talked about it with megan battle um, South Titusville. Yeah. There's a lot of nice houses mm-hmm. and a lot. Of, I mean, that's close to downtown. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Um, so anyway. And that's has always been, if you're listening to this from out of state, wanting to learn about Birmingham, the number one advice that we always give anyone who is in that position is come and rent a car. Yep. And the best investment you can make is a tank of gas. Yep. Yeah. 79.99 for the rental and Maybe $50 two tanks. for the, yeah. Yeah. Two, the car. As many car tanks of gas as you need to keep driving, you know, pick out some listings. Yeah. Even if you don't go in them, you know, just go look at them, look around the neighborhood. Okay, go to this other area that you've been looking at on Google Maps, look at the neighborhood, yeah. see how people take care of the properties, the neighbors. see the condition of the neighbor's houses, yep. so that when you do see one pop up, then there's kind of a, a map in your head already of, okay, this neighborhood I like, like people really take good care of their houses. You know, they have, don't leave junk cars all over their yard. Like yep, that kind of thing that you can only get from driving. Yeah. And that's when it comes to listing or even buying, working with us is a, is a leverage and a good help because we yeah. take in those intangible things and yeah. we can say, Hey, 
like this property is maybe 20k more but that neighborhood is a lot better long term mm-hmm. because a lot of times on these single families we've said it for a long time the exit strategy is almost just as important as the current cash flow and all that kind of stuff oh yeah and so if you can have a better exit strategy then um then you'll be more successful and and i've been doing a little bit of selling with uh properties for a like a bigger fund this year they've decided to dispose some stuff reposition because of maintenance and different things like that and i was talking with the the um representatives from that and they've kind of are finishing up their exit strategy on just a small portion of their portfolio and they've fared very well, she said. And I thought that was really interesting because I know the stuff they bought, mm-hmm. and they bought really well. They bought a lot of. I don't know if I've sold a single three one for them. All three twos. I think they're all three twos. That's good. Um, I think they're all over fifteen hundred square feet. Um, and they all were in pretty good location. Not amazing locations, but more on that borderline of owner-occupant could go owner-occupant pretty easily. Mm -hmm. And I would say the dispoing of them has been 80% to owner-occupants who want to put a little bit of sweat equity in it. And they basically sold them at the max value That that they could. Yeah. And so, and they didn't even fix them up. They were selling them as is, but there's that still that gap of they weren't selling them at wholesale prices. Yeah, and it's worked out really well for them. So, um, when you have, I've every time I get on a call with them, I'm like, tell me more. Tell me why you're doing this because they have so many more brains on their sure. their investments, making decisions. I'm like, tell me why you're making this decision. Mm-hmm. So I can do it for my small yeah. mini portfolio. Yeah. yeah. And uh it's been a huge learning lesson. Um they're just really, really smart and it's been it's been awesome to uh learn from them. So mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah, that's when I first started investing here in Birmingham. I did this uh kind of research into uh, a hedge fund like that. And it's actually that fund is, was bought by the one that we've been selling for. So I looked at their buy box. I downloaded everything they owned. I didn't ask them. I just downloaded everything, <laughs> all the property tax records yeah. for what they owned. And I said, okay, it's almost everything. Like it was like 80, 90% of this is three bedroom, two bath. Yeah. And you know, it's, um, it's on my website somewhere like robdrum.us way, way back. Uh, I had made like an infographic of like what they were buying. And I, I didn't start out a lot of what I bought personally didn't fit that, but I kind of moved towards that Yeah, as I continued uh, building the portfolio to be. Yeah. And they can, for that type of prop. Yeah. Property. And you can find gaps like to find value in stuff that maybe not exactly in that buy box because you're an individual investor. You yeah. can find that leverage, all those different things. But it's still because they have a huge resource of money to just be like, yeah, yeah. 5K doesn't matter. Let's just buy that property. That helps. Yeah. 10K doesn't matter. Let's just buy that property. Long term, mm-hmm. we know it's going to work. Buy it. Buy yep. it. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Buy it. Mm-hmm. But it does help you give a frame of reference and to just be you know, realize that those properties, if you do have the opportunity, maybe bend a little bit on your quote unquote criteria, knowing that the long-term story of that property is going to be success because it is a 
prime, more prime property than three one that you yeah. had to bend mm-hmm. a little bit, but you got a great deal on it. Yeah. So in five yeah. years, doesn't matter. Yeah, it's five still three one. Yeah. So yeah. Um, not the end of the world, but you probably won't make as much as that three two. No, it's just on the way it is. You won't. That's a so. fact. Anyway, lots of learning lessons. Yeah. yeah. So, well, we eventually got to the real estate. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Well, you got to take a long loop around sometimes, you know. Oh, man. It's good times. Well, we appreciate everybody who, who takes a listen to sometimes. Sometimes it's just nice to talk. Nice I, to talk about real estate, generally what comes up. And, I agree. Yeah. And uh, I love that you, you had a hard time this, this week and you were just resilient. You're still kicking. You're still, <laughs> still here. here. He made Thanks it. Thanks looking up. Yeah, he made it. You got your coffee and you're yes. good to go. <laughs> this is the turning point right here. Yep. Yeah, I feel it. That's it. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, appreciate y'all. See y'all. Right. See y'all. Bye.